the day's top stories, the best bets, and Jason Page. This is the Cash In Early Edition. All right, let's do it. On this Thursday edition of the show, all across America, the Cash In Podcast. You can catch us there. Also, all your video streaming apps. We're live every day, noon Eastern. Noon Eastern, Monday through Friday. On Twitter, now known as X, the back page. On Twitch, Jason Page 77. On YouTube and Facebook. Just look for the cash in with Jason Page. Sam Yarnell will be by in a bit. He's got your sports handicapping advice for the day. We'll also be joined by Sam to talk about the AFC and NFC. We'll have our picks for those divisions, which seem fairly straightforward. Don't I mean at least they do to me. It's kind of hard to pick against um, the Niners and Chiefs. Somebody might make an argument for for doing that. It won't be me. But we'll get into that. Uh, The Thursday night NFL opener tonight. How about it? Chiefs-Lions. You ready? Are you ready for some football? Start of the NFL season should be a national holiday. Everybody should have the day off today. It's the way we celebrate football in this country. We might as well treat it that way, right? (laughs) Oh, and happy Pat McAfee Day for those of you that are uh, big Pat McAfee fans. Today is... The Pat McAfee Show, debuting on ESPN. And I got to say, I'm actually looking at it live, and it's literally the same show. All the branding, there's no bottom line on the ESPN, like there's no ticker on the bottom line with ESPN. It's all Pat McAfee branding. So they've just basically taken the Pat McAfee Show off of YouTube and thrown it on ESPN. Good luck. I mean, look. Y'all know how I feel about it. I think it is only a matter of time before he says or does something that gets him taken off the air. Maybe it makes it a year. Maybe it doesn't. We'll see. I'll be interested to uh, check it out after we get done with the show today. Um, We're going to be doing almost wall-to-wall football today. So let me get some baseball stuff out of the way. And I will keep saying this until the cows come home. If you are not on the Yankees right now, they are plus, I think, 32 or 3,300 to make the postseason, period. Now, that seems like, well, they're huge underdogs. I mean, they're six back. Here's what you have to understand. They're playing the best baseball right now over the last 10 games of anybody in the league. Um, They've got a schedule that is conducive to them still being able to win a wild card spot provided that Texas continues to stumble. Because the Yankees have the Blue Jays and Red Sox directly in front of them. They play both of those teams. If they continue to play well, they can pass those teams on their own. They don't need help. But to get by Texas or Seattle, they're going to need one of those teams to falter. I don't think it's going to be Seattle. It could be Texas. 
which has scored a lot of runs this year, but they give up a lot of runs. And right now they're playing Houston, and Houston's been putting the to them. So I don't know if you can feel all that confident uh, per se about the Rangers, but I'm telling you, at plus 32 or 3,300, how do you not throw 10 bucks on the Yankees right now just to make the playoffs? And I will keep saying it. They are plus 100,000. I repeat that again, plus 100,000 to win the World Series, which seems nuts, right? I mean, my God, they're a long shot to make the playoffs. If they make the playoffs, how would you not love to have 10 bucks on them to win $100,000? They're the New York Yankees. Have you seen this team since they brought up all the youth, put all the kids, the Yankee Utes, as Michael K likes to call them? It's kind of a, as much as I can't stand Michael K, it's kind of a cool name. It's kind of a cool name. So just saying, keep an eye on it. Um, No men's tennis today. It's all tomorrow. Today is the women's semifinals at the U.S. Open. And if you didn't get your bet in on my man, Ben Shelton, mm -mm -mm, you're going to regret it. I said yesterday at this time, go get your money in on Ben Shelton. He was going off at like plus 1120, some absurdly robust number indicating what a favorite Novak Djokovic is in their semifinal matchup on Friday. Ben Shelton right now is plus 890. The numbers dropped. You know what that means? All the money's going on Ben Shelton. For him to drop from plus 11.20 or 11.30 down to 8.90 in a matter of 24 hours tells you where all the money is so far. Now, that may change, but I can't see betting any. I, I don't I don't know how anybody in their right mind would bet money on Novak Djokovic. you got to lay 1700 just to win $100. And Ben Shelton right now is a wild card in this tournament. It's still a Ben Shelton bet, even if you got in late. You know, it's like if you missed Apple the first few years. You could still bet Apple, and you're going to be okay. You could still invest in Apple, and you're going to be okay. You could still bet in Google, put your money in Google, and you're going to be okay. Notice I say bet. It's a Freudian slip, but it's really not, because the stock market is every bit as gambling as sports is. You're just betting on future performance. That's it. And in the case of sports, you're just doing it one day at a time. But I am all geeked up for Ben Shelton, Novak Djokovic tomorrow. I I hate, I am pissed that I got to sit here and wait a day for that match. The women's semifinals, all right, fine, it's going to be fun. You got two Americans potentially. Could You could wind up with an all-American U.S. Open final. Coco Goff. Against Muchova, Sabalenka against Keys. If both Americans win, you got an All-American Women's Final. And Carlos Alcaraz just continues to dazzle in this tournament. He's been the best in this tournament of anybody. He's been better than Djokovic so far in this tournament. But I'm telling you, put your money on Ben Shelton tomorrow. Get it in now. <laughs> they have been fantastic. Oh, boy. 
So we're here. The NFL season starts. Tomorrow we will do our picks for Super Bowl. Who do we think is going to win the divisions? Who do we think is going to make the playoffs? We'll do all of that tomorrow on the show. Um, we've been giving you division winners already. We haven't done wild cards. We've been telling you who we think is going to win the divisions all week long. But tomorrow we'll give you wild cards, who we think makes the playoffs, all of that uh, on the program tomorrow. AFC West, NFC West today. Niners made a big move yesterday. They got they got Bosa under contract. You know about the Travis Kelsey news. And the question about whether he plays or not, to me, is irrelevant. I'll get into this at the very end of the show today. If you're listening on the podcast, very end of the podcast, I'll get into it today. I don't think it matters whether Travis Kelsey plays or not. We'll see what happens tomorrow uh, with the... Pat, with the, uh, I should say, the... uh, Chiefs and Lions tonight will have a full recap of that tomorrow as well. All right, uh, Sam Yarnell's coming up. We'll do um, some gambling news and notes with him. Divisional underdogs. Underdogs in divisional matchups. He's got some interesting notes on that that we're going to get to, and we'll discuss that. AFC West, NFC West preview still coming up later on in the show. Don't go anywhere. We're just getting started. The Cash In Podcast on this Thursday. Good to have you with us. All right, good to be with you on this Thursday edition of the podcast. September 7th, 2023. NFL Week 1 is upon us. Just to get it in under the wire here before the actual games begin. Betting odds to win the Super Bowl. Kansas City plus 600. Philadelphia plus 800. The Bills plus 900. The Bengals plus 1,000. The 49ers plus 1,000. The Cowboys plus 1,300. The Ravens plus 1,800. Along with the Jets at that same number. The Lions plus 2,100. The Lions. The Lions are in the upper tier of of the betting odds to win the Super Bowl. Let that sink in for a second. Just let, let's let's just take a moment. Let me, let me kill the music here. Think about just stop. There's no I don't have to worry about any silence alarms, so I can go long pregnant pause here. The Lions are in the upper tier of the betting odds to win the Super Bowl. Just Their odds to win the Super Bowl are better than teams like the Well, they're the same as the Dolphins. Better than the Jaguars, who won a playoff game. Better than the Giants, who won a playoff game. Better than the Jets. I know the Jets are a different team. (laughs) It's just staggering. The love that the Lions are getting, man. I say this all the time. I say this all the time. 
the books get it wrong. The books generally will get it wrong on one or two teams every year. I don't know why, but I have a feeling the Lions could be one of those teams where they could wind up getting it wrong. But... (laughs) I guess I'll have to uh, wait and see. And now the Cash In presents It's Cash Cow, the Prince of Picks, Sam Yarnell. All right, Mr. Yarnell, the floor is yours. Jason, since 2010, so the last 12 seasons. Four score and seven years ago. In week one of the NFL season, underdogs in division games mm-hmm. have gone. 35, 35, and two straight up. That's per Bet Labs. Say that one more time uh, for the folks in the cheap seats. So, since 2010, week one underdogs mm-hmm. in division games have gone 35, 35, and two straight up okay. per Bet Labs. Okay. So, shout out to Bet Labs for the information. That means $100 better on if you bet on every home division dog. Since week one, in week one, since 2010, would be up $2,266. Wowie zowie. Over the last 12 years. Now, the week one division dogs this week. Uh We finally made it. Week one of the NFL season. By the way, I'm just beyond excited to get things rocking and rolling this season. But there are a plethora of week one division dogs this season. Browns plus 115 at the Bengals. Uh, I'm sorry, versus the Bengals. Colts uh, plus 185 versus the Jaguars. Panthers plus 150 at the Falcons. Packers plus 100 at the Bears. Rams plus 200 at Seattle. Raiders plus 155 at the Broncos. Giants plus 145 at the Cowboys. Jets plus 115 versus the Bills. Feels like that trend could get bucked. Feels like that trend could get bucked. I think they're I think half of those teams could win their games because right because they're going 500 35 35 and two so I think that there could be a 500 so we've got eight games there I think four of those teams could win and it's that's just still 500 that still would buck the trend if you're only 50 50 well but you're getting them as a dog in every right. game yes so going 500 is making money a little bit a little bit Right? I mean, none of them are huge. Doesn't matter. Even if you're playing the same unit on every yeah. game, if no, it's I got it. two plus yeah. 115s. Yeah. yeah. So, um, that's just my little bit. I think that's so interesting, this segment. And I'm going through in my head, and obviously we'll get into this more tomorrow on Page versus the Prince, mm. our little segment that we'll do where we pick all of the games. But we'll have a mini Page to... versus the Prince today with the with the Thursday night with opener. The Thursday night, of course, and all the different bets you can place on that. But tomorrow, it's going to be interesting to see which four, because obviously tonight not a division game between the Chiefs and the Lions. 
it'll it'll be interesting to see which four of these come out victorious assuming assuming the trend continues i really don't think i could pick any of them you know these divisions that we we've talked about this over the last couple of days in all of our division previews yeah especially at the top all these divisions and most of these divisional matchups happen to be with either the one two or the three four that we project right coming into the season it's so hard to pick these games. And, you know, I think that's going to make for a great football season because it seems to me like every time you have a week where you don't like the board and the games seem hard to pick, that's when the best football comes out of everything. So I couldn't be more excited for this, Jason, but it's going to be very hard to find the four winners in these eight games. Well, that's what I'm trying to look at. I mean, let's 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 kind of pick at it because this isn't, you know, this isn't Page versus the Prince where we're, we're picking spreads and totals and things like that. These are just money line games. So it, I think I don't think we'll be giving too much away here but i mean carolina and atlanta do you really like carolina in that spot no 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 um, I think the giants i think the giants could beat the cowboys for sure i definitely think the giants could beat the cowboys as much as it look and this will go totally contrarian to to what i or to the contrary of what i said yesterday about the bengals winning the the afc north the browns I could see the Browns winning week one. I could see them stealing week one. It's interesting. I'm very, I'm not touching the Browns early in this season. I need to see what the Cleveland Browns really are before I'll invest in them in any sort of way, be it fantasy, be it wagering, DFS, anything. I'm not sold on the Cleveland Browns necessarily being a contender. Now, that just may be because my entire childhood and upbringing, they were the laughing stock of the NFL, (laughs) but... I'm still not completely sold on the Cleveland Browns. I need to see it for a couple of weeks before I do anything. The Colts, however, they could come out against the Jaguars. If that's what you, that's it, really? That's the one you like? I like the Colts at plus 185 more than I like the Browns at plus 115. Plus 198 on FanDuel. Price shop, price shop. There you go. We need a price shop. We need a price shop sounder, I think. What about the Raiders and the Broncos? I feel like the Raiders have been a team that's kind of been undersold this season. Yes, I'm with you. Can Jimmy get it done? I'm with you. Yeah. I, I'm with you on the Raiders being undersold. What's their win total? Yeah, any idea what that's their win total question. is? I'll, I'll, just, I'll try I'm to just, pull that up here. You know, I'm curious. I'm curious what their. The uh, I'm curious what their what their win total is. They're plus one fifty two right now, according to FanDuel. Um. Let's see. Regular season wins on the Raiders. I actually have it in front of me, too. They are six and a half. OMG. Hammer the over on that. Hammer the over on the Raiders. Over's plus 108. That's what I'm saying. I would hammer the over on the Raiders. Oh, man, alive. Why do I have to live in a non-legal gambling state? Be, well, think about this, Jason, and it may be good for you in this in this instance to not be so quick on the trigger there. First of all, think about that division. Yep. They've got one of the hardest division schedules in the NFL, if not the hardest, right? And then they their schedule is no easy pickings either, right? They've got the AFC East this year, so they'll have to play Buffalo uh, at Buffalo. They'll host New England um, they'll play in New York, or they'll host New York, and they'll play at Miami. Which New York? Uh, Jets or Giants? Both. 
Oh, they wow. Play, they get them both? They host the Giants wow. and the Jets on back-to-back weeks. Wow. Uh, they got to play at Chicago in late October. That's not going to be a fun game. Uh, the Raiders do – it's it's hard to go through the Raiders' schedule and pick out seven wins. I mean, there's a non-zero chance they start the season 0-4, Denver, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, L.A., the Chargers. Yeah, you're way higher on Pittsburgh than I am. I, I mean, I'm not. I think I'm just way lower on the Raiders than you are. You just said they're being undersold, and now you're now you're way lower on them. What's it going to be? I think they're I think they're being undersold. That doesn't mean <laughs> I think they're going to come out here and compete for the AFC West. Like it seems like you're. I, I don't think they're going to be an easy seven win team, but you know people are selling them like they're going to have an automatic top three pick in the draft. How about the Packers? That that's the case either. How about the Packers? The Packers, I definitely think, are a live dog against the Bears. You know the Bears are out for blood in that game after being bludgeoned by Aaron Rodgers all these years, though. You know, I could see true. the Bear, I could see the Bears coming out flying. See, I can't. I, yeah, that one's not one. I that's not one I feel comfortable with. That's not one I feel comfortable with. Giants. We can all agree that the Rams are not touchable at Seattle, uh, especially no Cooper Cup. No, no, said, you can't touch I, that. It, that's one of the like biggest. The that's one of the biggest money. Li- is that the biggest money line favorite in week one? It might. No, it's close. Believe, no, Commanders are minus. So. No, Commanders are minus three forty. Vikings are minus two seventy. Um, Baltimore's minus five ten. Oh. I'm just looking at the biggest. The biggest money line favorites. Five ten. Wow. Jeez, Louise. That is a big number. Five ten. Sheesh. Yeah. You don't see that. You don't see that in the NFL. I mean, that's that's pretty gross. Um, Seahawks two fifty. Jets plus one sixteen at home against Buffalo. That might be one I would ride. I think I'd ride with the. Oh, look at him! Oh, I broke his poor little heart. Oh, they're there. Take a lighter to your dollar bills at that point. Why are you going to, you're really going to bet against Josh Allen in New York? I'm going to bet. I'm going to bet on Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. I haven't seen anything thus far in the preseason that leads me to believe this Jets team can't be everything that people are hyping it up to be. I haven't seen anything so far of you. No, but it's also the preseason. And they've beaten Buffalo without Aaron Rodgers, by the way. Let me just add that in, too. Right. When Buffalo didn't have Micah Hyde, Jardavius White, I think Matt Milano or maybe Tremaine Edmonds. Injuries happen. It's the NFL. Come on. You're right. And when they happen to Aaron Rodgers week one or maybe four, um, I don't want to hear any complaints. No complaints. No complaints from no Jets complaints. fans. Not that I'm a Jets fan, but no complaints. All right. Uh, that is Sam Yarnell. He is the Prince of Picks. He's coming back a little later on in the show. Good to have you back with us on this Thursday edition of the Cash In Podcast. Happy NFL Thursday. Pumped. Can't wait. Let's get it started. We still got previews left to do, though. I made sure we got the AFC West. Well, actually, we're doing AFC West today. AFC West, NFC West today. Anything that relates to the game tonight, I wanted to make sure we had done before the game starts. 
So that's what we've done. Sammy Arnell is with us, the Prince of Picks. All right, AFC West, NFC West preview. Tomorrow we'll do the uh, last two divisions. Um, So, look. Um, AFC West, I don't know how you're going against Kansas City. I don't know what the argument is um, for going against Kansas City when you consider sort of where this team has been, where this team continues to be, um, what the rest of the division looks like. I mean, it feels like a cakewalk for Kansas City. Is there anything that could disturb that to you, Sam? Not at all. And at minus 180 to win the division, it feels like a 3.6-unit whale play to try and win, Ooh. too. You know what I mean? Wow. What's their, what, what did you say is their number to win the division? Minus 180, right? So you go. Low. Why does 3. that seem so low? Two? Why does that? Why is that number so low, though? That's that to me feels low. So my assumption would be this: a uh, mixture of the Cav- Travis Kelsey, the Travis Kelsey injury. <laughs> um, it would be a mixture of the Travis Kelsey injury, a chance that Patrick Mahomes has some weird injury, something along those lines, happened to him this week. Because- Who's their backup? I was just about to say, is it still Chad? No, Henny? Chad Henny retired. Henny retired. Oh, Chad, right. Henny re- it's Blaine Gabbert, of course. Mizzou legend Blaine Gabbert. I mean, now we anyway. should now we should say that minus one eighty on Kansas City is the largest, you know, it is the biggest number for a division winner on FanDuel. I mean, Jacksonville's 155, Philadelphia's 115, Detroit's plus 145, New Orleans is plus 130, and the 49ers 49ers are the next biggest at minus 165. Uh, But can't, I mean, I I can't, I mean, you're going to make an argument for me that the Chargers take a step up? I don't see it. The, The way that the Chiefs lose this division is. Kadarius Tony has some sort of falling out like he did in New York and mm-hmm. asks out of Kansas City by week three. Marquez Valdez Scantling <laughs> doesn't do anything because really, who is Marquez Valdez Scantling without Patrick Mahomes True. or an MVP quarterback? That's all he's ever had. Uh, Sky Moore can't make the leap this year that everyone thinks that he's going to make. Um, th- that's really the only way I see their offense not being productive enough to win this division. Uh, and, and quite frankly, even if all those things happen, if Travis Kelsey plays 16 weeks, they're going to win the division anyway. So really, I, even at minus 180, I'd lay the juice here. It, it doesn't feel like there's any path for the Chargers, which would be the only alternative to win this division, right? Even if Herbert takes some incredible leap, even if Keenan Allen uh, and Mike Williams stay healthy the entire season and Quentin Johnston competes for rookie of the year, I just don't know that, you know, that defense, even with Bosa, even with everybody, I don't know if they can compete for the AFC West with the Kansas City Chiefs. It's really, it's their division for the next, until Travis Kelsey retires, in my opinion. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. And it's kind of chalky for us for when you talk AFC West, NFC West, because San Francisco is at minus 165. The, uh, the, only, the only thing I will say on that is Seattle. And and, and obviously the Rams and Cardinals are, are way out. But if you're going to go, if there's any dark horse 
in that NFC West. It would probably be Seattle. And everybody we've talked to on the show has pretty much intimated that that Seattle could be that team that sort of upsets the apple cart as far as the NFC West is concerned. Niners at minus 165, Seattle at plus 200, the Rams at plus 1,000, Cardinals at plus 2,700 over on FanDuel, the unofficial sportsbook of the cash-in. Unofficial. Why? They don't pay us. Seattle plus 200, though. That could that 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 has some appeal if you don't believe yes. Brock Purdy. If you don't believe that Brock Purdy is, you know, Brock Purdy. Why are we all? Why are we treating him? You know, my, ah, so, come on now. You still got to be fair. You got to be fair. The guy, all the guy has done is win. All I do all is right, win, so, win. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. I, from now on, am the only one on this program that is allowed to make DJ Khaled references. I'd like to just put that out there. Fair enough. Anyway, a friend of mine calls Brock Purdy Brock Montana. Is this like your tennis friend? By the way, what did your tennis friend say about our our wager on uh, Ben Shelton? Uh, he, we got to talking about Rublev yesterday and how that match was going yeah. against uh, Medvedev, yeah. I believe it was, and I never got him Come to on. give me a final answer on the Shelton bet. The Shelton so, bet's uh, gonna we'll be a winner. To... We're gonna, you and I got a little, a little dual wager. We've got, we've both got Ben Shelton together. We've gone in together. This could be the last time we go in together on anything if it goes badly. <laughs> If it's like two sets to love uh, Djokovic on on Friday morning, um, all right, fine, fair enough. Um, so, so you were saying about your free, you t- you give me your your so latest Brock, friend. This whole this whole Brock Montana thing, I don't get it. Why are we treating this That's guy silly. like he's the best quarterback in 49er history when he had what four good starts? Dude, come on, like. NFL defenses are going to watch the film on him. They're going to write the book on him, and he'll be unsuccessful by week six. I don't care how many skill position players you put around him. I don't care that Nick Bosa is the most most highly paid defensive player in NFL history now. It doesn't matter when you have a quarterback who can't do anything. He makes all the throws that a quarterback. He doesn't. See, I, I disagree with the idea that he can't do anything. He's not, you know, he doesn't have the cannon that some of these other guys have. He's not a Herbert or a or a Trevor Lawrence or any of these guys or an Aaron Rodgers even at this stage of Rodgers' career with a big arm. But he makes all the throws, and there have been plenty of guys in this league over the years that have been able to win. I'm not talking about winning a Super Bowl. I'm talking about winning a division. There are plenty of guys in this league that have been able to win over the years, and I can run down a a zillion list of names of guys who didn't have big arms but knew how to make all the throws and had it up here, pointing to my head for those that aren't watching the show and listening to the podcast, which you should be. Um, I I just, I still, it's still hard for me. It's still hard for me on one year of Geno Smith. That roster versus the San Francisco roster up and down, you know, player one through the last guy on the roster, it's still hard for me to go against San Francisco. So I think there's an interesting conversation that was just born there, and Mm -hmm. you don't have to have it today, but we should have it at some point early in this season. Who's the better quarterback? Better. Not more experienced, not anything besides better. Is it Brock Purdy or Geno Smith? Mmm. That's a good question. I know my answer, and it ain't Brock Purdy. 
Look, based on the current body of work in front of us, as of this second, I'd take Geno Smith. I'll guarantee you, if you put Geno Smith and Brock Purdy in front of Kyle Shanahan and ask him which one he's taking, and nobody else is going to know the answer except us, he's going to say Geno Smith. Yeah. So I think think we could be honest about that, but it's about the totality of the roster. And if we're talking about the totality of the roster, all things are equal. It's still San Francisco. It just is. Um, this has also opened the door for me to give a take that I've been sitting on for, uh, at least a week on the program that I've just been meaning to get out and haven't had the time. When are we going to start recognizing Kyle Shanahan and quite frankly, Mike Shanahan too, the entire Shanahan family as the family that goes around as the grim reaper to quarterbacks, because really (laughs) that's all they do no seriously think about it all the way back to the uh to the to the r words right robert griffin the third yeah literally played him until he fell apart kirk cousins played him until he couldn't stand the organization anymore move across the uh across the country jimmy garoppolo same thing as kirk cousins trey lance absolute bust the list goes on and on the shanahan family and quarterbacks are like oil and water they can do everything with all 10 other positions on offense but they just cannot hit on the quarterbacks it's true it's very true i don't know though with with kyle i don't think the die has completely been cast yet i don't think i'd go there yet you know i mean i you can talk about his play calling in that in that Super Bowl for Atlanta and all that stuff. That's fine. That's not necessarily quarterback killing. Um, Garoppolo is injury prone. You know, he's been an injury prone guy. You know, the Trey Lance stuff. That's that's more of an organizational thing in terms of the way they opted to handle him. I, I don't know but if I necess- I don't know if it's necessarily fair to say it about Kyle Shanahan the way it might be about Mike Shanahan. Let's not forget with the Trey Lance thing specifically that when the 49ers traded up to make that pick, Kyle Shanahan said specifically that he was going to get his guy no matter what the organization said. It's true. It's absolutely true. It's fair. All right. Uh, That is Sam Yarnell. I am Jason Page. Uh, We will get Sam's pick for the Thursday Night Football opener, mine as well. As we continue, it is the Thursday edition. Week one of the NFL is here. We're coming back. More to do on the cash. All right. Getting set to put the wraps on this baby. Thursday edition of the cash in podcast. You can watch us on all your favorite viewing platforms. Twitch, Jason Page 77. On Twitter, now known as X, the back page. Facebook and YouTube, just look for the cash in. Subscribe to the podcast as well. We just started it up yesterday officially. There's interesting poll questions we're going to be putting up on the podcasts as well. If you go get it on Spotify, you'll see poll questions, places to comment. It's a little more interactive there. All right, the time has come, Sam Yarnell. Week one of the NFL is here. Best bet of the night, no matter what. Have you ever seen uh, Draft Day with Kevin Costner? Which I actually like. 
I actually of like. Of course. I, yeah. Vontae Mack, no matter Vontae what, Mac. baby. There it is. What a great movie. For me tonight, it's KC, no matter what. But I want to know who you like. Give me, give me Listen. your, give me your pick. This is really the unofficial first edition of Page versus the Prince, which we'll do tomorrow on the show. Um, tell me who you like tonight: Kansas City and Detroit. Four and a half so, the line. Yeah, I've gone back and forth with this because part of me wants to say that Patrick Mahomes is going to come. And let's also bear in mind, this line has moved down now two and a half points since the Travis Kelsey hyperextension of his knee. This line was seven Mm -hmm. just days ago, and now it's four and a half. Uh, So we've crossed the key number. Let's bear that in mind, but we haven't crossed another key number uh, at four and a half. My favorite play in this game is the under right now at 52 and a half. I think that this game, if it's close, finishes 27-24. And if it's not close, finishes 42-7, kind of, sort of. That's my favorite play right now. And I think that's what I'm going to play the most aggressively in this game is the under 52 and a half. But if you're going to make me take a side, I think I'm going to take Detroit with the points just because I like the Detroit offense and I want to have some fun. Wow. We don't, we don't, I mean, I mean, we disagree a little, but this is no fun. That's my, I, I literally am reading off of my, off of my notes on my, on my screen, just so people don't know that, you know, cause Sam and I didn't discuss this beforehand today. Best bet of the night, Casey, no matter what, at minus four and a half. Also go with the under at 52 and a half. <laughs> That's why I, I love the under. I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. gonna get on that under nice and nice and heavy. Yeah, yeah, I would I would say the same thing about going with the under there. And and look, it's just hard for me to imagine Kansas City coming out flat in week one. Um, you know, they they're gonna score a lot of points in this game, I think. I'm I'm big on Kansas City. Um, yeah, you know, I don't see much stopping them out there in the NFC West. And frankly, I've gotta see it with the Lions. I've got to see them do it. They started out terrible last year. What are they, one in six? Something like that. They could have won week one. They had a bunch of games they could have won in the first six or seven weeks of the season. Um, I'm just not, I'm just, I've got to see it from Detroit. You know, I, it, I'm i almost like a Lions fan. I'm almost like a, an abused puppy that gets brought into a new home. And everybody's like, oh, look at the cute puppy. And I'm just like this. That's, that's how I feel about the Lions. I'm just like, I'm scared. Um, so I I have to be convinced. I do think the safe play is, like you said, uh, the minus 52 and a half. And I, that's regardless of whether or not Travis Kelsey plays in this game. That's why I'm saying KC no matter what at minus four and a half. I do like you think there is a chance, a good chance he plays tonight. But again, we don't know just how serious that injury is. And if they feel like they can win without him... And if you're in a division where you feel like by the end of the year, this first game isn't going to be the end-all, be-all, are you looking at the larger picture here if you're Andy Reid and you say, let's err on the side of caution, sit Travis Kelsey, the offense struggles as a result, again, brings that under into play as well. Yeah, and I, you know, I would just like to say that in the time that we've been recording this, mm. Travis Kelsey has moved from minus one forty-five to minus one twenty-five to score an anytime oh. touchdown. So maybe Vegas he's not going to play something. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It'll be very interesting. 
Uh, don't invest, by the way, for just a little fantasy note for mm-hmm. all of you out there who are thinking about investing in Noah Gray at tight end. Uh, this week with Travis Kelsey being out, go ahead and think about it all you want, but I'm not going to recommend it. I think if you really want to get tight end production, even out of this game, Sam Laporta is where you want to go. Laporta is the rookie tight end for the Lions. He's taken all the first team reps through all of camp, and he'll be with the first team tonight. Also, if you want to pivot elsewhere, Luke Musgrave, the rookie for Green Bay, is in line to take all of their first team tight end snaps as well. So, even if Patrick or even if Travis Kelsey's out, I'm staying away from Noah Gray uh, in the Kansas City offense. I think that if he's out, they'll just throw it around to Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, and get Isaiah Pacheco a little more involved. By the way, a bonus best bet from this guy: Yankees minus one seventy-two. Bang it hard right now. They're playing the best baseball of anyone in the majors. Take the Yankees minus one seventy-two. They're playing. You can make faces all you want, young man. I'm telling you, Yankees are playing the best baseball of any team in the league right now. They've won eight of nine, five in a row, crawling, scratching their way back into the wild card race. Carlos Rodon is on the mound tonight. Uh, the Tigers are hapless. Yankees are going to win. Give me Eduardo Rodriguez on the money line at plus 144 <laughs> and throw his K prop in there too. <laughs> His K prop in there? What's his K prop? How much is his K prop? I don't even know. Let's, it doesn't matter. It's a, are you doing like the rock? Five it doesn't half. really matter. Five and a half. You're telling me there won't be six Yankees to strike out tonight? No, oh, they're not. Here, look this it. is the thing. Since the Yankees brought, they're not striking out as much. It's a different team, man. There's a dip. There's something, something weirds going on. They might run out of games. They might need, if it was like a 170-game season, I think they'd definitely be a wild-card team right now. But at 162, they just might run out of games. That's going to do it for us. The Cash In Podcast is a wrap for this Thursday. Enjoy the Thursday Night Football. We're back with you tomorrow. Full predictions uh, on, you know, who we think is going to make the playoffs, who we think wins the Super Bowl. We gave you our picks for the games tonight. We've got one more division to go through tomorrow for the AFC and NFC. For my man, Sam Yarnell, I am Jason Page. Don't forget, subscribe to the podcast. Give us a like as well. That's the cash in. Good to have you with us. See you tomorrow.